As homegrown talent departs for cities across this country, CEO Ilya Brodsky of Van Hack, he's been overseeing efforts to bring in international talent to much-needed locations. He joins BIV today to discuss the talent demands and how new immigration policies are changing the way companies hire. Before we get to that, I just want to mention that November 13th at the Fairmont Waterfront Hotel, it is BIV's CEO Awards. You can find more details at BIV.com slash events. Now with us, it is Ilya Brodsky. He is CEO of VanHack. Thanks for joining us, Ilya. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So tell me, what happens to Canada's tech sector? What What is at risk here if we can't keep up with the demand for tech talent that's going on right now? Uh, I think there's a lot of risk. Um, I mean, every business is becoming a tech business right now. Uh, and it doesn't matter what industry you're in. Uh, everyone needs software developers and tech talent to stay relevant. Uh, so if we can't find or if companies can't find that that talent uh, to, to build the product, to ship the, the website, build the app, um, then they're in trouble. And especially if companies that are looking to maybe open up a second office, they're thinking maybe we should go to Canada or maybe we go to Australia or some other country. Um, if they're going to choose that other country, that's a lot of lost jobs for us. Um, so by bringing tech talent to Canada, by growing local tech talent as well, we'll be able to foster a strong economy. You bring up Australia. I always like that as a comparison because mm. like Canada, small population, but large land mass. But I mean, does Canada have like international competitors when it comes to drawing talent in? Like- yeah, definitely. Um, I would say Germany is actually our biggest competitor. Okay. Um, they're uh, the largest uh, tech hiring com- uh, company in our country <laughs> in, uh, in Europe. And uh, from what we see in our data from our candidates, Germany is typically the, the, the third choice. It's Canada, U.S., and then Germany. But U.S. is really having a hard time these days to let people in. So um, really, I would say Canada and Germany, uh, Netherlands as well, Ireland. Um, but we do have this fortunate position in Canada as being probably one of the most, if not the most desired countries to relocate to these days. So I think about the countries you listed here, um, except for maybe the US, I think all those countries are known for maybe more progressive immigration policies. How does that come into play with regards to making Canada an appealing destination for a lot of these companies? Yeah, and, and I, I believe that more and more countries are going to be realized just on that progressive side uh, that countries are going to be kind of fighting for tech talent. Um, the the stat, I think, is 12 jobs created for every software developer, skill, high-skilled worker relocating to a city. Um, it's a lot of tax dollars being paid over a lifetime of a family living in a city or in a country. So um, there's there's even tax breaks being created in the Netherlands, for example, for, for tech talent to relocate there. They have to pay or they get to pay 30 percent less tax than a local does. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's, there's these programs being created that will say, hey, if you're a highly skilled worker, you know, come here and, and cities are even doing like campaigns like city, city of Helsinki is doing a campaign called city as a service where they're bringing uh, people from around the world on a I think free or highly subsidized trip for one week in, in, in into Helsinki in November um, to show them around and kind of woo them to relocate there. Um, so yeah, this, I think there's a trend that's going to continue and we're going to start seeing more and more kind of competition for this, this talent because there's a limited supply. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think where does Canada come to speak about us specifically? Um, I think we're in this really unique position where we have, as you mentioned, a, a, a small population, a large land mass. There's a lot of room to grow. Um, there's a lot of really great tech companies either from here, uh, like Shopify, et cetera, or opening offices here. Um, so there's just a lot of jobs. Uh, and and that allows us to you know bring in the tech talent. But then it's also the quality of life is so good, right? Like I think Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal are always consistently voted in the top 
1015 quality of life in the world. And um, even like Calgary is starting to make Calgary's this list great. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, I, I'll be in Calgary in, in two weeks. I love we love Calgary as a company. It's one of our kind of top destinations for our talent. Um, They're also trying to compete with Vancouver more and more when it comes to recruiting talent from Vancouver to get <laughs> Calgary that event. going. Yeah, yeah. So yeah I don't think anyone actually got hired at that event. Okay, um, <laughs> from what I heard from some sources, uh, that they, the city of Calgary, or maybe a few people did, but I think they. I, I don't know the exact story, but I remember like the mayor came over. This was sometime in the spring. Yeah, um, I talked to the mayor yeah. about that. You yeah, know? he's yeah. very open about the fact that they want to grab all this talent from Vancouver. Yeah, so we're actually doing an event with uh, Calgary called Connect Attack. We're flying 40 developers from around the world to Calgary on October 21st, so I guess in two, three weeks. Get that plug in. Uh, there you yeah. go. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, so I guess uh, what I'm trying to say is compared to the city of Calgary, you know, spending a bunch of money and coming into Vancouver and saying, hey, Vancouverites, come move to Calgary, where I think that's temperature right now is minus seven and and and, and <laughs> here is plus plus 10 or 11 yeah um it's kind of hard to you know i mean that's not the only reason but um you can say well there's more talent that wants to relocate to calgary from around the world than there is in calgary right now so yeah uh, kind of maybe more emerging markets where quality of life isn't so so good as in vancouver you can get way better quality of people just in terms of their skill and, and kind of experience level and determination and, and excitement and gratefulness to relocate to calgary versus like trying to pull someone from vancouver you know there's all these great developers and um i, I our biggest talent pool is Brazil, so I'll just use that as an example. There's all these great developers in Brazil that would be extremely grateful and happy to relocate to Calgary. Yeah, so tell that's, me about that's that's that story, we're... though, about uh, those Brazilian workers that you guys were working with. Yes, yeah, so it just honestly was a coincidence that because I lived in Brazil, that's what the first country started in. And I, I thought VanHack would just be a side project to bring tech talent to Vancouver, hence the name. Um, but uh, yeah, so I spent four years living in Brazil in the tech scene. I worked in education tech startups in, in Rio and Sao Paulo and met a lot of software developers, technical professionals at meetups and, and accelerators that just kept asking me about Canada in general. They said, hey, you know, I heard you're Canadian. Tell me more. My brother wants to move there or I, I'm kind of thinking about one day moving there. And I realized that a lot of them had this this common challenge, which is communication, soft skills. Um, technical professionals, um, especially in a foreign language or a second language, have a hard time kind of selling themselves or expressing themselves. It's as hard enough as it is in your na- native language to you know, do a job interview, etc. But um, you know, when you put in a, a second language, there's not that much English language education in Brazil, and there was no language course for developers or English language course mm. for developers. So that's what we created with that hack in the beginning. Okay. And then that's how we built this community or this uh, tech talent pool that we now draw from. And Brazil, again, was just coincidentally, like if I had moved to India in, in 2010 and spent four years living there, India would be by far our biggest talent pool because there's so many great developers there that want to come come to Canada or just relocate in general. But that's um, interesting that you are yeah. tapping into maybe an undertapped talent pool, which is uh, Brazil, because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people automatically think of India when they're thinking yeah. about trying to recruit this talent. Yeah, so it's yeah. kind of, I think Brazil's kind of a cool option. Though. Yeah, I actually think it worked out really well. Like um, People have this stereotype in their head of uh, samba, beach, supermodels, and, and soccer. Um, when thinking about Brazil, maybe people aren't so hardworking because of this kind of bias people might have, even unconscious bias. But um, yeah, 200 million people, super well-educated, really good federal free education system. Um, some of the most talented developers in the world, uh, this, the Co-founder of Facebook, although he wasn't a developer, Brazilian. Uh, co-founder of Instagram is Brazilian. Yeah. There's a new company called Brex that just kind of started getting a lot of attention. They opened up a Vancouver office, actually. So these two 22-year-old um, Brazilian software engineers sold their startup in Brazil, went to Stanford, dropped out of Stanford, got into YC. One of them was the first developer to jailbreak the iPhone when he was like 16. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So there's like all these really, really, really good uh, developers in, in, in Brazil. And 
a lot of them want to come to Canada. And so I think as a country, we should be taking advantage of this time period that we have um, and, you know, uh, bringing as many of them here because, you know, the like I said, the economic development that we can get from having just one person or one family relocate to, to Vancouver or, you know, Calgary or any other city in the country is so significant. Um, so I make hay while the sun shining kind of thing. <laughs> but none of this would be possible, though, if it wasn't for Canadian immigration policies. And I think we've even had uh, some changes in like recent years with regards to getting people in within, say, two weeks, for example, with the global skills strategy. That's right. Are we on the right track, especially with compared to our uh, southern neighbor, perhaps? Uh, absolutely. So um, in 2017, on June 12th, 2017, which is a very happy day in my life, um, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, this new global skills strategy was re- released and, and announced. Um, part of that is is, this, is one of the visas is, uh, or work permit streams is a uh, global called global talent stream, and and this allows, as I mentioned, this fast processing. Uh, two weeks is is just one part of it. There's another part that takes another two weeks. So first, I won't go into super detail, but first two weeks is something known as an LMIA application, which the company needs to kind of get approved. And then once the company's approved, they send the, the approval code to the can- the candidate and the candidate applies for the work permit in their home country, which takes another two weeks and they have to send their passports in. All in all, it takes about one and a half to two months between filling in the forms, getting the approvals and getting the candidate to get their passport and actually buy the flights and relocate. So we like to say one and a half to two months. We've seen it as fast as 36 days. Um, but uh, really is night and day compared to how it used to be and way better. Like I was just in Seattle and, and talking to companies there and yeah, they, they, they don't even consider international talent because their their system is so difficult. Yeah. But our system is, I think, behind other countries. So there's a lot of work we could do. Like for example, Germany is, I think, more efficient <clears throat> than we are um, in, 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 in I'm shocked of, to hear that you yeah. call the Germans efficient. Yeah, right. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, go for it. Uh, how are the Germans doing this uh, more efficient? So so to get into the nitty gritty, um, in, in order to get this global talent stream visa approved, you have to create something called the labor market benefit plan, right. which I think is a great idea. And it's something that we should be doing. So it's hard for me to criticize it because I, I, I don't think we should take it away. But sometimes that labor market benefit plan can be a barrier for companies. Um, what the labor market? I've never heard a company come to me and praise it. I'll, I'll say that much. Like it has been uh, kind of trying for a lot of these companies. Yeah, because you have to commit to doing these things where, like, a lot of times you're actually doing them already. It's just I think confusing of government programs sometimes can be. Um, so it, you have to basically commit to doing benefit for the local labor market in proportion to the amount of international hires you make. So, uh, for example, um, Shopify just you know top tech company in Canada, uh, they probably hire hundreds of people from abroad. Um, And they probably and then in turn, they have to do um, like very, very large uh, commitments in terms of benefits. So they have to hire a lot of interns, they have to have a lot of training programs, stuff they probably already do already. But just like the time that it takes to um, they probably have like a person dedicated just to check and, and report and make sure that that's all clear with the government they can report back so in germany they don't have that that's what i mean they're more efficient mm-hmm. they just international developer making over a certain i think forty two thousand euros per year um boom here's your visa like they don't ask they don't ask you to do anything else because they know that there's a huge tech talent shortage um i'm not saying ours is worse i just think that maybe if it was made simpler or more clear uh, and which is something we're trying to do on hack and create content about it but um yeah, like I think that's nice to have this reporting at the end of the, the you know the end of the the year. You can say the labor, because of all the labor market benefit plans combined, there has been X thousands of volunteer hours or 
uh, this many uh, you know, interns hired or, or this much growth in the economy. So it's nice to have those metrics reported on. And I think from a like, political point of view, you can't kind of say immigrants are taking our jobs because actually immigrants are creating jobs and we have the data to back that up. But, um, but it's, it's also it like does, there's no homegrown talent here that can't find a job, well, right? Yeah. Like if the problem that we're solving is that 60% of Canadian um, grads, um, computer science tech grads, um, go go to the US uh, or, or leave, right? So you have um, all the top unicorns uh, lining out of side, lining up outside of University of Waterloo with the $150,000 US job offers and $50,000 US signing bonuses to 21-year-old software engineers. Um, uh, and, and like, how are you going to compete with that, right? Um, just the currency alone puts you on a like on level playing field as a Canadian company versus the Amazons and, and Shopify, sorry, not Shopify, uh, Microsofts and large tech companies, Stripe, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so there's that allure of the U.S. salary that is just so hard for us to compete with. And then um, just honestly, just population, like how many people learn how to code 15 years ago? How many people learn how to code 10 years ago before it was quote unquote cool? And, and there's all these jobs. It was it was much less of a prevalent job um, in you know 2005 than it is now so um, there just aren't that many people who have that senior experience and what van hacks focused on is those senior tech professionals okay um, there's a lot of really great programs like the, the, the boot camps that are that are educating juniors and we almost never or if not ever have brought people who have like one or two years experience it's always at least three years or more but typically five ten years experience and, and that's what I hear where the major gap is here in Canada is the middle managers and the more senior people too yeah, cause you, and it's really cool because when those people come in from abroad, like we, we, we have many stories where, for example, someone comes in and becomes like a VP of engineering, leads a team of five people. I was just talking to a startup in Montreal called uh, Nest Ready, which is one of our uh, customers there in, in Montreal. Um, and and they, uh, they hired a senior Ruby on Rails developer from Sao Paulo um, from us in March, and he's now their VP of engineering. And so he's leading a team. He's getting things like he's just, uh, you know, making things happen. And, and, and if you don't have that kind of person, then... Um, then a lot of times you're stuck and you maybe can't move as fast as you would like to. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's really important to have those people. So we've got talent coming in, but we also have U.S. companies, a lot of these big giants coming mm-hmm. into cities like Vancouver yep. as well. What is the appeal? And it's not just companies like Microsoft or Amazon that are setting up shop in Vancouver. I, I've written about Grammarly yep. doing so. We also yep. have Tile. They've yep. been doing that as well. MasterCard. So what, yeah, exactly. And so what is kind of the appeal for a, a wide range of these American companies looking to Vancouver and expanding operations here? Well, I think it's been going on for a long, long time. Like, if you look at Boeing, I think they've been here for a long time as well. Um, of course, the big two, uh, Microsoft and Amazon, been here for, I think, over 10 years or more. Um, I think the first thing is, is just the talent uh, piece. Um, a lot of them um, look at their immigration policies and as well as the local talent pool and say, wow, we can, you know, just so close, right? Like, um, especially Seattle, it's pretty much next door. Um, you can go back and forth in a day. Um, you just You just have kind of this this other talent pool that they can tap into. I'm sure cost is a, f- a factor when they think about it, although probably not the main driver since these companies are so profitable, have so much uh, resources uh, that that's not the biggest thing, like the the, the exchange rate. Um, and I think really the big thing is this global talent, ac- access to global talent uh, that they can, they can all of a sudden have their talent pool um, 
you know, I don't know, 10, 20, 30 X, X, the amount of talent that they can recruit from. Um, actually, I see Amazon as one of our biggest competitors because they go out and hire all the best developers from around the world and bring them to Vancouver. Like we do these okay. recruiting missions where we fly developer companies to, to different countries and do recruiting fairs in those countries. Amazon's been doing that for years. Like they fly to the Philippines, to Brazil, to, to, to India, and, and then they find the best developers from those cities and those countries and fly them back here and, and get them uh, into Vancouver. Um, so... I think that's been a, probably the biggest reason. So how do maybe those startups that you're working with, how do they compete with a lot of these big American giants? Um, well, I think like, there's a lot of things that they can do. Um, primarily, you know, offering better culture, uh, maybe, uh, I don't know, uh, different types of compensation. Um, yeah, interest, more interesting work saying to people, hey, you're not just going to be optimizing the search engine to make it 0 0.03 uh, more effective and, and making you know, X amount of dollars for this trillion dollar company. You're actually going to be making you know, a real impact in people's lives in the medical space or whatever other you know, kind of whatever vertical you might be into and really selling that vision and mission to, to, to people. Um, and, and then, uh, of course, um, when you hire from abroad, you do get uh, kind of m more, I guess, uh, options of, of talent and, and therefore when you bring someone in um you know they they kind of uh, are, are i don't know connected to you more they're more grateful more loyal um we're hard working like as a whole on average is what we've heard um so we we always uh we often kind of tell people like we we're helping uh restock the talent pool that the lo uh, the large companies are, are kind of sucking dry so we're bringing more fish to the pond and therefore um as a kind of mid-sized smaller startup and we have a lot of local tech startups as customers, um, they see us as that solution. So one of the things that I hear is a reason why talent's coming here, though, and the reason why these companies are setting up shop here is uh, the labor cost here versus what you'd find in, say, the Valley or Seattle. You, you had pointed out that you know these companies will stand outside the University of Waterloo and hand out these uh, huge checks, which uh, I did not get when I graduated with my <laughs> liberal arts degree in the middle of the recession. Me neither, don't yeah, I? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, tell me a little bit. I mean, does Canada risk a, a bit of a race to the bottom to a certain degree if one of our big selling points is it's a cheaper labor market here? No, actually, I think the salaries are going up now because okay. of this. Um, yeah, like the the, the guys, quote unquote good thing, uh, depending on what side you're on and, and kind of how you look at it, uh, for for all these companies opening up offices in Canada, is that the um, the salaries are going up because there's more more jobs, the higher paying jobs, and therefore if you want to compete, uh, you should be raising your salary. Imagine if we didn't have any international tech companies opening offices in Canada, yeah. then we would just have the local companies. So there may be even more, like more developers than jobs. And then when there's more developers than jobs, maybe the developers get more desperate and then are open to like, you know, it's a supply and demand economics equation, right? So if there's more developers or more supply than, than jobs, then the prices will go down. But if there's more demand, that'll drive supplies, the price of prices up. Because, um, you know, the develop, the companies will be competing for the developers, right? So they'll, they'll get multiple offers. Let's say they get, that's why, that's why Silicon Valley salaries are so huge, right? Because there's so many open tech jobs there and there's so such a restrict amount of, of, of demand like you, you get five job offers well you know you're going to pick the one that's the highest or at least the one that like has the best compensation total um and so companies are forced to compete and raise their salaries rather than lower them so do you think it's just going to get that much worse in the valley if you know they can't fill in the talent gaps uh because of the immigration policies does that maybe open further doors for an ecosystem like vancouver's i think so i mean i think it's uh, you, you know you just mentioned grammarly and, and a bunch of other companies opening up offices here um I think in their case, the founder lives in Vancouver, but in general, like companies uh, are seeing that, you know, it's, it's crazy the offers that the people are getting in, in the Valley. Um, and they think that 
yeah, opening offices in, in Vancouver or Calgary or, or, or Toronto or, or Montreal or other parts of the country um, is, is a good solution to that because they, they then um, don't have to compete with Apple and Google and, and, and Microsoft and all those crazy, like huge companies that just have, you know, billions of dollars in the bank. Then they can, they can, oh, 50K here and there for them is nothing. Um, so they'll, they'll, and especially the, the, the big thing actually is the stock. Mm. This is the, the, someone was telling me is that, um, the compensation is not so much about the cash compensation, but the fact that Amazon stock is worth so much and going up so much that they put these uh, clauses where it's like a four year, um, you get equity for over four years. Let's say you're going to get a million dollars worth of Amazon stock in four years. And the way they do it is they'll give you a hundred thousand the first year, a hundred thousand the next year, $400,000 the third year and $400,000 the fourth year. So you're incentivized right. to stay those four years. So the retention piece is also really important. Um, which, and then as a startup, like how can you say that your stock is so, you know, secure, right? You're not a public company. You'd say, you know, I, hope will be around in four years so it's kind of harder harder sell uh, that way so yeah i think if if you're a company you should be uh and we're seeing more and more american companies opening up offices here um not just american companies companies from all over the world we're talking to a company from from india um that's opening offices in, in canada so um it's really good for us as a country to be getting all this foreign direct investment and all these jobs created here um and uh yeah i think we should capitalize as much as possible what do you think right now, as we wrap up our conversation, what do you think right now is a challenge that we should be aware of here in Vancouver of what lies ahead for this effort to get as much tech talent as possible? Honestly, the challenge is just people awareness. I mean, thank you so much for having me on. Um, really, we're trying to make it people, open people's minds that like borders are these kind of... Uh, I don't know, maybe antiquated things in some cases, especially in tech, right? Like internet, we, we say the internet has no borders. Uh, if you're a developer, um, you know, you can work for remotely or, 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 or you know, tra- transfer your skills um, from one country to another very easily. And I think people kind of have maybe even a subcon- subconscious bias about international tech talent or immigrants. Um, you know, oh, this foreigner is not as good as the local person um, is, is, a, is just, a, I think, a common thing. Um, whereas, you know, I think 40% of the tech talent in Canada are, are immigrants, are first generation. Um, and, you know, people should just be the biggest challenge, I, I would say, is just getting people's minds to be open that, hey, there's these great developers in um, Taiwan or other part of the country. And uh, you know what? It's not that hard to bring them here. And when they do arrive, it's just almost like hiring a local person. There may be some cultural differences, but people figure it out. Um, and, um, yeah, I think local companies are, you know, should be. Uh, using this more and more and more, whether that's through hiring from VanHack or not, um, like just finding a great developer on their own and bringing them here. It, it's a policy that, you know, we never know when we'll end. So we might as well bring as many developers to Canada as possible because um, then maybe they'll start their own companies. And then, um, you know, there, there's, we've heard stories where like the spouse is uh, also a product manager or a designer and then he or she gets hired in another company. So there's all these benefits that um, we think, um, you know, people and com- companies should be more aware of. Well, excellent. Uh, Ilya, fascinating insights here. I really want to thank you for joining us on the show. No, my pleasure, Tyler. Thank you. That's Ilya Brodsky. He is CEO of Van Hack here in this city, and that's it for the show today. You can find our archives on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher, so please tell a friend. For now, I'm Tyler Orton. We'll be back on Friday. <laughs>